Welcome back to Morning Trade Live. I'm Oliver Rennick. We're waiting for the bell to open. Stocks right now are down, but they're holding it together. NASDAQ futures only lowered by about a percent. It's bonds that are getting a lot of the action right now, down about the same amount. That, of course, is going to cause some stresses for investors. Let's talk about how to deal with it with James Demert, founder and managing partner at Main Street Research. Uh, James, great to see you. Good morning, Oliver. This is a pretty interesting day here because the market had such a powerful U-turn yesterday. What do you make of the last 24 hours of trading here? Uh, fascinating is a great word, um, but I think here's the, here's the big point. The market has been going on expectations and the Fed's going on data. And I think that that's where this bear market and all these rallies that sort of fail, investors really need to come to grips and look at the data not think about what the Fed's going to think or do uh, and have their own expectations. We really all have to follow the data. And the data suggests what's happening yesterday and the reversal and today following through has probably got some legs. I like the way you put that, not trying to guess what the guy in charge is going to think about what he's going to do, that kind of metagame. It's almost like when you're playing cards. Sometimes you can play the guy across from you, but when in doubt and you're playing with people you don't know, just play the numbers, play the probabilities. What does the data tell you right now? Hey, the data's been saying the same thing to us. We are in a bear market and we have a battle going on, which all bear markets do. This one happens to be the inflation versus the Fed. And uh, that battle is uh, still being fought, as we heard uh, Powell say yesterday. I love that he said, look, you know, our job is not done. I think that should be a message to the market, a message to investors. Uh, if that job is not done, and we have some metrics we can talk about what makes it done uh, today, uh, but it isn't done. And uh, higher for longer looks like where we're going. A lot of data points to a strong labor market in specific. Tomorrow, employment. ADP jolts, I mean, everything this week, as we just saw as well this morning with the jobless claims coming in a little bit light. How does that uh, really factor into the timeline that they're on right now? You know, it just does support the fact that Jay Powell said the job is not done. We have to continue to go. Uh, they need those numbers to get better. Uh, the jobless numbers to get uh, sort of more favorable mm -hmm. to bring those inflation pressures down and they just don't look like they're they're helping at all i mean we're not seeing any downtrends whatsoever so inflation's ending up stickier than we thought which means higher for longer i like uh, the idea of thinking about kind of where we are maybe in this process yesterday we heard i uh, reference again my interview with sebastian Pry uh, uh, page at uh, t Rowe price and he said three phases of a bear market basically right now. First, the inflation and the rate shock, which we are either have or are going through. Second is the growth scare, and then possibly a third phase of the liquidity scare, which would be the last part. And it seems like right now everybody's trying to figure out, are we in that second stage? Are we at least maybe halfway through? But with the employment data so strong, should we be worried about a growth scare at this point? I think we should. I mean, I, our team thinks that we're probably already in a recession. Uh, there's a lot of signs, obviously, in the housing market, we yeah. see that. Um, but uh, I, I like the three phases. We think we're in the third, uh, the third yeah. phase of the bear market. It usually comes with, from the second, the earnings estimates getting reduced. We've already seen that happen. Uh, and then what we have faced then in the third phase, and let's hope we don't, but today's bond market suggests we might, which is that liquidity problem. Mm. Uh, that would take the market down significantly from the June lows, probably to something closer to 10% below that, maybe even 20, if we actually go into a full-blown recession. So now, if our bond market keeps getting hammered the way it is, it looks like it is this morning, 
Uh, what's the uh, strategy here uh, for investors that still need to try and put some money to work? I mean, can we just hide, put the cash uh, under the bed and wait? A lot of people, that's not an option. So what do they do right now? Where do we put our money in a place that maybe is not going to get the thrashing that bonds and the indexes in the stock market are? You know, we're tactical investors, so we do move around. We're not passive index investors, uh, thankfully, this year. Yeah. Uh, but I think all investors can do a few things. One, make sure you have a financial plan. Make sure you know how much stock exposure should I have in a bull market. But in a bear market, be uh, be sensitive to reducing that exposure. And I think really important in this market is to use some risk management tools. Hey, reduce my allocation to equities. Use this recent strength in the market to take away the things that don't act well. Individual sectors that don't act well, obviously the technology stocks, yeah. uh, some of the financials, uh, some of those uh, communication companies. So big chunks of the market. Big chunks of the, yeah, big cap <laughs> of the S&P 500. And I, so we would suggest it's not too late to sort of reduce some of those things into the recent strength as we start to now roll over once more time. So take advantage of that month of stability uh, that we got in October uh, as now we come back under pressure. When you take those big chunks out of the equity exposure, telecoms, tech, or draw those down at least, you hinted at some areas that you might replace it with. Give me some more details here. Which sectors look good? Is there anywhere where you can find reliable momentum? I think there is. Um, you know, as, as we like to say, there's always a bull market somewhere. I borrowed that from mm -hmm. someone else, you know. Um, and the key with, with declining economic growth or contraction is to stay in businesses and sectors that have consistent growth. Talk, take healthcare, for instance. Take the utility sector, for instance. Very good plays. And of course, the consumer staples like Procter & Gamble uh, or Coca-Cola. Staples have been pretty solid if they can demonstrate that they can pass on their inflation pressures. So even within these sectors, do you have to get specific? Do you have to go into companies? I think about healthcare, where you'd probably be pretty happy if you're in healthcare compared to much else in this market, but you'd be even happier if you were in Gilead, a stock at highs. How do you weigh that uh, strategy when you talk with clients about buying funds that represent broad baskets, even within a sector of theme-like, versus going in and finding specific stocks. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really about start with those sectors, right? Understand the economic cycle. Again, we're, we're two-thirds away through this bear market. And then pick those companies with great balance sheets, great dividend plays, um, and they don't have to be just domestic. We own Novo Nordisk, which is, of course, a Scandinavian company, yeah. largest producer of insulin, great uh, earnings uh, returns in the, just this week in the report. Uh, McKesson is another good example of that. So drilling down and finding companies that sort of have a wall up uh, to protect those earnings and, and that balance sheet. McKesson has had an incredible year. Uh, probably one of the stars of the healthcare space here. What's driving that? I mean, this has been nonstop and earnings this week too. Uh, I see analysts pushing price targets higher. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, what's behind it? You know, I think there's always two things behind stock movement. One is the fundamentals of the company, that earnings growth. And as we looked at McKesson earlier in the year, we said, gosh, this is a company that can grow through any kind of climate. So number one is that. But then you have a market like this where people are running from the Microsofts and they're running from the Metas. Where are they going to put that money? They go to where the earnings are good. So you've got just great uh, company fundamentals followed by a crowd of investors that want to buy the stock because of that. So that those two things are great positive uh, elements. Do you think that within healthcare there is a potential for biotech to maybe uh, find its own way in a world where generally growth is being punished in things like cloud, chips, AI, data centers, so much that we associated with growth 
even to some extent EVs, those stocks have been really punished. IBB, though, never really had the big, or XBI, whichever you know index you look at for uh, biotech, it never really participated so much in those big heydays of growth for tech. So could this navigate, maybe thread a needle here, this sec uh, sector? Yeah, I, I love this. Uh, biotech has been neglected, it's sort of like just Absolutely. not even been participating, but it hasn't done as badly as, as other things. In all bull markets, we're going to get into a new bull market in 2023. We really firmly believe that. It will probably be led by different sectors than the last bull market. We think biotech is definitely a possibility because you've got very high growth, kind of like technology stock type right. of growth. You've got very low valuations. Uh, and it, it's, a, it's a part of the market we feel right now there's a great opportunity in because they don't have a lot of downside, but probably also what people should be looking at for their, what I call my, my next bull market portfolio. Okay, uh, well, NASDAQ down 35% on the year. Uh, the growth fund I watched down 31%. Russell down 22, Biotech only down 16. So, so far even the outperformance here is worth something. Love the sector, the stocks. Uh, James, great stuff, great to catch up here. Great to see you, Oliver. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. Thank you. James Dimmer joining us from Main Street Research.